0: Here at Seneca Women, we know how important it is to get women into all areas of tech, and that includes gaming. In the video game industry, research shows that girls make up nearly half of those who play video games, while less than 20% of game developers are women. That's why today we're talking to Layla Shabir, founder of Girls Make Games. Girls Make Games is a series of summer camps and workshops designed to inspire the next generation of women designers, creators, and engineers and to help improve representation, social responsibility, and opportunity. Layla started Girls Make Games through her company, Learn District, which is committed to creating educational access through video games and enrichment programs. Here's what Layla had to say. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So tell us about Girls Make Games. What is it, and why is it so important for girls to be part of the video game industry?
1: So Girls Make Games is an educational program. Uh, We aim to encourage girls to explore the world of video games, and we kind of do that through creating a safe and supportive environment in our summer camps and workshops. It's been kind of a journey for me personally learning why it's important for girls to make games themselves as I came out of um, a very different background myself. I was an economist and I worked in banking and I thought I was going to be a professor one day. I never really thought I was going to be a game developer until... I started my own educational game studio with my husband, who was the gamer in the family. Um, And so I think over the years, I've kind of seen the importance of the industry and how influential video games are in in shaping our society, especially our youth. I think it's important to note that nearly half the gamers are women. So nearly half the people that play video games are women, but less than 20% of them actually make Uh, video games like the teams comprise of less than 20%. And so when you compute that backwards and you think about, you know, the kind of games that we're putting out there in the world are being created by a subgroup of people. and, And when they create the games, they're going to appeal to a similar subgroup of people. So it's kind of a cycle that perpetuates. And I think that's why we see video games have that stereotype of, you know, games are for boys only, and they're all violent, or all of that stuff, which is absolutely not true. Because if you think about video games as a medium rather than the content that's out there, the medium itself is incredibly powerful. I mean, you have a, a digital technology that is at this point capable of creating almost real life like visuals. So when you step into a game that's really well created, you can simulate being in someone else's shoes really, really well. And if you're telling stories through that medium, it's, there's nothing like it, nothing like playing a game that has a great story. So, my vision for, for encouraging more girls to, you know, make video games and not just play them is to really just tell the stories that are true to them, to bring their voice to the medium so that other women who are, Playing the half the gamers that are women who are playing can relate to it, and of course, as as an economist, I also look at the numbers. This is an incredibly fast growing industry. It's one of the fastest, um, one of the one of the biggest in terms of revenue. You know, most people don't know that the games industry revenues are actually bigger than film and music combined. So Hollywood and music combined still make less than the video games industry, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So I want girls to be part of this revolution and I want girls to to be part of this opportunity in, in, in the industry.
0: And what drew you to the video game industry specifically? You mentioned your husband was a gamer. Were you a big gamer as well?
1: Yeah. So growing up in the 80s and 90s, like everyone, I kind of dabbled in the um, Super Marios and the arcade games. But, you know... I had similar, I guess, thoughts around video games, which was, you know, this is something you do if you have free time. And, you know, I was a very serious girl who wanted to go to MIT and I had no time for video games. <laughs> so I completely stopped. And the the second, I guess, the second phase of my gaming really started when I met my husband. So I played a lot until my mid-teens completely dropped and picked a controller up a decade later and in that decade, the medium had evolved so much. So I'm a big gamer now. I mean, I play multiple games every day. I talk about games. I read about games. Um, That's basically my world. But I still get, you know, I still get those looks um, from people when I tell them I play video games. So uh, I think it's important for people to play video games because I think there's beyond like your um, cognitive improvement that comes. It's been so well-documented, you know, people who play video games, especially people who play with other people, feel closer to people. It's easier to make friends online. It's easier to explore, you know, things like kids are playing Minecraft and Roblox. And, you know, especially in the pandemic, I feel like video games have been such a massive boon because we weren't able to go out and yet we could hang out with our friends every day in a fun, playful manner. So yeah, I would say I'm I'm a pretty big gamer now. i play all kinds of games. I play online games, uh, mobile games, console games, pretty much everything out there.
0: You mentioned how games have really changed in the pandemic. How has Girls Make Games been affected by the pandemic specifically?
1: We've been affected by the pandemic in both good and bad ways. So obviously, Silver Lining, we were really, really excited to, to see how the kids adapted to taking classes online. I mean, honestly, when we first launched our virtual camps, I expected the kids to kind of not show up because who would want to sit on like a Zoom classroom? Like Everyone has Zoom fatigue. And yet they were so excited to come in because the subject of what they were working on was so much fun. Like We kick off our day with video games. Like, is there really a better way to wake up, have your breakfast and start your day with games? Um, And then go on to making your own game which is magical in its own way, Uh, I would say the bad part really was the sort of dread leading up to designing this virtual experience. I mean, we had to kind of go in with almost no experience running things virtually. Um, Ideally, I would have wanted a little bit more control over our environments, but we had to use third-party software. Like when you're dealing with kids, you want it to be secure and safe. But thankfully, you know, the tech industry responded to it really well. The games industry responded to it really well. And it all worked out. And my favorite part about everything that has happened is how global our program has become so our workshops and camps are now being attended by kids as far as Australia to Nairobi to Bangladesh and obviously US Canada have always been big representation but it's just so nice to see kids all over the world kind of like show up at whatever time zone and be like i want to make games with you guys and really as um as an immigrant i my, my parents are pakistani and i grew up in united arab emirates and i moved here when I was 18. So I moved to the US. Um, So I've kind of lived in so many different places that I feel like I belong to everywhere and nowhere at the same time. And so seeing that over the year, that Girls Make Games was able to be a home to the girls from all over the world was just, for me personally, just really heartwarming and um, made me very happy.
0: Can you give us an example of some of your favorite games uh, that you've seen young girls create in your program? Oh, my gosh! It
1: will take me all day. <laughs> I could be here all day. but, um, my favorite games really last few that have come out of our demo day, which is our national competition that takes place at the end of camp. Um, there's a game called Shredded Secrets, and it's it's a game that sort of teaches you the the fundamentals of empathy. You know, you get to play as four different characters in a middle school setting. And it's designed by middle school girls and it's sort of based on their own experiences. So you get to play as a kid that's being bullied, but you also get to play as the bully themselves. And so you see both sides in these different intersecting chapters about how their lives evolve together and why the bully behaves the way they do and why how the, the person being bullied is dealing with anxiety and depression. So it explores all of these really mature themes. But at the same time, you see it from a completely different lens. You know, when you walk out of uh, playing the full game, you, you, you have, you've kind of built empathy for all these different people. And I think that was the goal of the game is to their, their tagline was, um, be kind. Everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle.
0: Thank you, Layla Shabir for bringing young women into the video game industry. So here's something good for today. Gaming, like the rest of the tech world, gets better when you have diverse perspectives. And the gaming industry is a place where women's voices need to be heard. Layla Shabir shows us the power of, if you can see it, you can be it. Her video game workshops have given young women all over the world the ability to see firsthand the possibilities of a future filled with women in game design. We've also seen time and time again that there are silver linings to the hardship of the pandemic. By going all virtual with their game design camps, Girls Make Games was actually able to expand their reach to young women all over the world through virtual workshops. Finally, Layla shows us the importance of having women in STEM and all the unique perspectives that they can bring. Young female game designers have brought empathy and emotional depth to their designs, and they'll continue to pave the way for more educational and positive game designs in the future. If you'd like to learn more about Girls Make Games, Visit girlsmakegames.com. Thank you for listening and please share today's something good with others in your life. This is Kim Azzarelli, co-author of Fast Forward and co-founder of Seneca Women. To learn more about Seneca Women, go to senecawomen.com or download the Seneca Women app free in the app store. Here's Something Good is a production of the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Have a great day. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.